You're listening to the Around the Lens podcast, the home of high-quality, roundtable, visual journalism discussion about the news, topics, and gear related to our career field. Now, here's the host of our show, David J. Murphy. Hello and welcome back. We are back, the new Around the Lens. After a year-long hiatus, a year break from doing all this fun stuff, uh, we are back with our first new episode, episode 251. If you've been keeping track, <laughs> you know, if you're a super fan, you know exactly how many episodes we've been doing. And you may know some differences in what we're doing here. Uh, some pretty cool stuff. Obviously, we have a guest in person. Hi. Mr. Matthew Callahan. It's me. Matt, great to have you. It's good to be here. You're our first, first guest in the studio, <laughs> which is actually my house. Actually, you are the first guest we've had in this house at all. So oh, nice. you should well, be honored that's, since we... That's actually really cool. No, yeah. it's, it's a nice joint. Um, before you continue further, I just want to draw some lovely attention oh. to this amazing museum of video game history. <laughs> very, very good. Yes. Finally getting the chance to take it all out and build my little man cave video game history museum. Love my games. Uh, most of these are not actually hooked up, unfortunately, so I can't play them. I got the PS4 and the Xbox hooked up. Xbox 360 is dead, unfortunately. So, Even the little one over here? Well, the the HD DVD drive, I should probably, if I get the Xbox 360 fixed, or if I get a new one, then I'll I'll hook up the HD drive. This thing's seen some sun. Yeah, yeah, they've all seen their fair share of uh, life and yellowing. Like all, all the all the white ones are yellowing. What's the so. policy on cursing on this show? Uh, we try and keep cursing to a minimum. Okay, very well. If we have, but if it comes out, it comes out, you know? Okay. But uh, I can always bleep because we're not live anymore. That's another thing. So you may be asking yourself, what's different with the new Around the Lens? Well, obviously, my my goal and hope is that we can have in-studio guests now that I'm back in the sort of D.C. area. Um, we're also going to kind of keep it a little bit more loose, right? So in the past, I've, I've been really strict with regard to making sure we did our three topics. If you've, you've listened to the show here we're just going to kind of talk for as long as we feel like talking about and talk about whatever we want to talk about so i've got a kind of structure of what we can talk about in some topics but no obligation to follow through with that so it's more conversational more light more just you know guys or gals you know when i get some gals on the whoever. show yeah just hanging out chilling talking about whatever uh, as long as it kind of relates to visual information and stuff like that um beyond that uh same old show it always was just you know Talking about visual information, we're here, and you know, hopefully, we can get Zach down here at some point. Zach, when are you coming to DC? Uh, I I've officially I have a apartment in uh, Norfolk. Uh, oh my now, goodness! So wow. at least I'm in the region. Um, <laughs> I'm up here because I was uh, photographing a wedding, um, and then I have uh, some appointments that I just need to finish up before I like finally move. So basically, just paying rent down at a apartment that is basically empty. <laughs> Absolutely, I signed a lease and then immediately left. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> So when are you heading back? You said you're uh, up there next week. Next week. Okay, great. Yeah. So I mean, you can swing by here on your way down if you like to, or you know, I mean, Virginia I Beach. Mean, I, you, you, my Norfolk isn't too DC, far from. So, yeah. yeah. Take the train. No, head yeah. on up. That's that's yeah, that's a half a day trip. Not even like it's what well, yeah. DC. It's about what, three hours. Yeah. Yeah. About four. Yeah. A lot better than upstate New York. That's for sure. We're mm -hmm. we're on two abouts in upstate New York. Are you at? You're near Buffalo. north of Syracuse. Uh, halfway between Syracuse and Fort Drum. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Basically, that's, yeah. that's fair. Oh, man, I miss Syracuse. They were supposed to have the fall workshop mm -hmm. this year, but it got canceled just oh, because of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. They had a bunch of outbreaks on the campus again. And Oof. 
Yeah, I got the email there because I was supposed to go be one of the, you know, the mentors at it. Oh, nice. I got, yeah, it was, it's nice. I got the email. They're like, yeah, we can't do it this year because, you know, I was like, man, we were yeah. so close. We were so yeah. close. Last time I was at Syracuse was for their, I think their 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. They had a, a cool event and it was like a lot of the instructors gave us these cool seminars. Like there was the one guy, um, can't remember his name, but super duper famous guy. Um, he's the one who shot giuliani standing on top of the building right after 9 11 so he was like the super mayor and at the time oh, wow. so he did that shot and just i think joe mcnally was there so all the big wigs all the big hitters and stuff like that joe so. mcnally He's did, like, you, did you go to syracuse for the mpj program i did not for mpj i went for video okay I went for the video program and well, I now it's like mvpj or something like that <laughs> I right know what it is and i don't even know if there's i mean you you're, you're kind of working at the heart and center of you know the apparatus now right. right i know last year and the year before i believe there was no syracuse classes for anybody was there i don't know i don't know uh, yeah, i haven't i haven't been following it that closely yeah so what what have we been up to for the last year uh i've been moving we were in korea for the last two years uh i tried to do some stuff out there been busy this last year and back in the states now living in maryland you know, really had the itch to to revive the show and get things going back and getting some folks, seeing people in person. There's a few other folks I'd like to get, you know, here at the house and, and do this show in person. And, you know, obviously, ideally, we'd have the whole show with everybody in person, but, you know, we're making do what we can. And uh, we'll do this like this, you know, as much as we can. Crawl, walk, run. Right? And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. What's before, what's before crawl? Maybe like shuffle, low <laughs> crawl. Fetal position. Just yeah. wiggling that's kind of where I'm at right floor. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I mean, gotta make sure it. everybody has their boosters and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, just getting settled in, you know, really, you know, if, if you could see the house, it's, I'm not, I'm not going to take you to the second and third floor because those are disaster areas, even worse than the first <laughs> floor, but, but we're getting through it all. It's and, not that bad. Yeah. Uh, but what you've been up to, Matt? For the, you, you've been out of the military for four years now. And what have you been up to since the last time we had you on the show and talked about your career? How, how's civilian life treating you? Civilian life's kind of a roller coaster ride, if I'm being frank um, and a little honest. Uh, but what am I up to right now? I'm going to be going to college here, finally. Oh, wonderful. And yeah, spring semester. Um, if they'll accept my application, I applied for Maryland Institute College of Art. Wow. So I'm going to be going to hang out with a bunch of art students and that should be fun. Nice. <laughs> Are you going to be able to apply any of that Syracuse degree matriculation to I your degree? I am. Yeah. That's kind of a nice thing. Like they, 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 they laid out a degree plan for me. Um, and, and most of the classes that I took in Syracuse were transferable to whatever major I'd be going for. It's that's great. Video from Micah. Yeah. Which I thought was just kind of, Micah was the name of my second cousin in okay. Kentucky by marriage. And that's the first thing that went into my mind when I saw Micah as just like a name for an institution. I was like, well, you're not a bad dude. Sounds like a good place to be. Looked <laughs> yeah. into it a little more and sounds like a pretty fun place to be. But um, other than that, worked at DMA for a little while. Don't work with them anymore. Are you a contractor? This. No, no. Oh, okay. No, no. I was fired. Oh. <laughs> so you were a GS employee? I was. Yeah, oh, wow. I was. Yeah, I was within that two-year uh, probationary period thing personality oh. conflict oh. it happens that happened oh. back in may but, sorry to hear that uh me too honestly because there's just so much going on there so much that can happen it kind of wasn't but you know what whatever yeah this wasn't um I, I thought that the marine corps had a good way of telling me like it uh i wasn't cut up for 
the Marine Corps. Right. Government work, you know. Yeah. It's just tough, but yeah. we'll figure it out. I still want to tell the military story in whatever capacity that kind of takes here in the future. I guess yeah. we'll, we'll find out. But Zach, what have you been up to the last year or so? Last year. Oh God. Um, hmm. um I'm trying to remember the last time because I obviously wasn't on that often. No, uh, yeah, it was tough year, with uh, uh, Korea and that. everything and the time zone difference, but yeah, uh, yeah, I'm not a morning person. So, um, <laughs> um, uh, I, I worked briefly. I'm trying to remember if, if I had been on even since then. It was like right at the start of the pandemic, um, unknowing to me. Um, I started working uh, as a photographer in the White House, not literally for the White House, but um, in the press room. And uh, I worked a week. Um, and then the pandemic happened and the White House press room got shut down to anything but AP Reuters, you know, the, the, the elite, um, right. <laughs> of it. Of and, uh, so I lost my job. The first job I've had, like in, you know, a real job in like yeah. 10 years, lost that within one week. And then, uh, basically after that, um, I started covering the kind of, uh, oh my God, what would it be? The anti-shutdown, um, protests that were happening and oh, also man. then eventually the i spent like a couple weeks on the road uh off and on uh covering the black lives uh the uh george floyd protests um in like four or five different cities uh so i kept myself busy um i'm i should have worked on a book <laughs> like everybody um but i'm kind of like trying to work on that now uh trying to do like a book and a documentary about like the past like five six years um and i'm kind of like you know, how we got here, uh, because, yeah. you know, obviously what I've been covering, you know, over the last couple of years, but specifically is the, is the, you know, the uh, far extreme right. Um, and, uh, you know, there's three different trials going on right now. So yeah. basically I'm just listening to trials right now for the last couple, uh, last couple of weeks. That's basically what I've been doing. And how has that last year for you been on the ground? Kind of just kind of seeing from a bunch of different perspectives on this, you know, you're kind of, you put yourself in the thick of it. Um, what are you seeing on the ground, Zach? um i i got shot um by stuff a lot <laughs> um i got uh pepper sprayed in the face um i got shot with a uh a rubber bullet in the leg um i got lucky um compared to you know another photographer who i know linda uh who got shot in the eye and you know as she but um there's a lot a lot of uh, uh a lot of police violence against uh journalists um kind of just whether we're caught in the fray or actually like targeted uh got in rochester i got shot with uh pepper pellets there's these little tiny bbs oh, that hurt like a little bugger um aren't not, i mean i'd rather take those than whatever but they explode into pepper spray which is they're supposed to shoot them at the ground and they they kind of make this dust i got shot about 35 times over three days with those uh one time i just got right down the side of my <laughs> so wow. um a lot of uh, a lot of fun new um ptsd uh that's oh. cool um and um and uh so yeah no i mean it's but but otherwise it's been both like extremely disheartening but also like the combo of like going to an anti-vax rally where people basically are telling you um that everyone lies about you know the pandemic everything you know everyone really you know 600,000 700,000 people didn't die uh that everyone in the media is lying to you getting that day and then like sometimes the next day or the next like week or whatever covering um you know either whether it be a voting rights thing or whether it be a black lives matter george floyd thing and then like seeing seeing that other side it's been 
it's been interesting to say the least. <laughs> What's your relationship? Uh, January 6th uh, are in prison kind of on the run in different ways like obviously you know the the federal government probably has their list has their has their number and they're just like we're just going to let them free range until we want to pick them up um, but uh, that has kind of evolved into the anti-shutdown rally a lot like the anti right. not anti-shutdown but anti-mask anti-vax rallies that have been yeah. happening the, the um they tried to shut they've been shutting down uh bridges and that sort of thing uh doing a lot of the things that like occupy used to do but um not surprisingly not getting arrested and not getting beaten the way that yeah. occupy wall street did yeah. um mm -hmm. and so that that's been a lot of the same characters kind of cross back and forth what what we i don't think we'll see a lot of things until um i mean there there might some, be some shenanigans going down uh depending on uh in kenosha um, depending on how the Kyle Rittenhouse trial goes, uh, happens, because yeah. that there's a really good chance it's going to end on Monday. Um, really? I think he's, I think he's getting, I, unfortunately, I think he's getting off. It's, it's, it's the judge. Everything has been a complete and utter disaster. I mean, the judge yeah. wouldn't allow people to call you wouldn't, you can't use the term victims in the trial, uh, which I'm not quite sure how you literally hold a trial, uh, where there are two people that were killed. <laughs> <laughs> but but that's all there's photo evidence there's video evidence of things happening the the fun would bring it to what we talk about not obviously not politics is there been there's been one in quotes fun moment where the judge uh uh believed that apple um when you pinch yeah. and expand a photo manipulates the image could potentially manipulate right. an ad information ad pixels yeah that was crazy. and it's just like i'm like I, I felt so bad for the prosecution being like how do I explain to grandpa <laughs> that no? Yeah. But the defense, the defense was trying to push that line uh, because it fit their things. And I'm like, do you have somebody from Apple come in? Do you have Tim Cook? Like, what do you do? Like, how do you yeah. respond to that as like a basic photo thing? But, you know. <laughs> I like call my next witness, Tim Apple, to the stand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come on up here. <laughs> oh, Mr. Actually, Apple. <laughs> let, let me just call my nine-year-old nephew in to explain how yeah. all of this works to you, grandpa. Okay. I'd, I'd like to call my next witness any random teenager <laughs> yeah any random 12 year old yes 
that's not how resolution works. You can't just go enhance, enhance. <laughs> not yet, right. very soon though. I mean, yeah. we'll, we're just about there. I mean, I mean, if, if you look at like what they're able to do with AI, mm -hmm. I mean, and the way they can take a, a low resolution image and upscale it, it's just amazing. Oh, it is incredible. But yeah, the, the, that court, that trial has been a complete cluster. It's just been interesting because from a visual perspective, I mean, it's all been videotaped, right? It's all being broadcast. And yeah. it was interesting watching like how people live stream themselves watching the, the trial. You have the lawyers live streaming oh, and then yeah. see how they yeah. react and their commentary. So it's like almost like commentary on a sports program. That's you know? That was embarrassing. I don't know if you saw that Reddit clip when uh, there's a Reddit clip that uh, a clip of three, two or three or three lawyers yeah. on one side and then the screen yeah. on the other. And then uh, something happens and all of them go, whoa! Yeah. Like it's a sports game and not a trial yeah. for two people that were killed uh, yeah. and yeah. one person that was very badly wounded. And it's just like, oh, this is where we are in live streaming. This is why just gamified Twitch terrifies everything. Yeah, yeah. Everything's a game of football now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> make sure you, oh, he was just found not guilty. Make sure you hit those likes and, you know, make sure you like, share, and, uh, you know, donate yeah. to the, the tip jar or whatever. I don't know. I don't do Twitch. But, uh, <laughs> Yeah. Well, Instagram uh, is about to be Twitch ish yep. with Good the subscriptions. I saw that one of your things if you wanted to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, sure. I can bring that up for sure. Let me let me pull up the uh, news story. Moving into the <laughs> nice segue. Well done. Okay. Inst Instagram nearing launch of paid subscriptions. Let me put that up on the big screen. Because I, I saw this actually today, I think for the first time. Oh, yeah. It just came out yesterday. And man, the rapid monetization of Instagram. What a ride that's been. Yeah. I'm no longer on that roller coaster. Oh yeah, you're off Instagram? Yeah, I took it all down, actually. Really? Wow. No, November 7th was my last full day. Like was, you know, you have to, when you like delete a Facebook account or an Instagram account, mm -hmm. you have to wait 30 days. Yeah. November 7th was my 30 days. Wow. Kind of Why, what was right. your decision there? There's a lot of things involved, but it just... I don't know. I just felt like it was sucking up all of my time for no reason. And it's just the way at first with all the monetization and stuff coming to Instagram, it's like, oh, that sounds really cool. Maybe I'll be able to make some money. But I quickly realized it's like, no, you just have to be a content creating machine. And that's yeah. your entire life. And me personally, just somebody who isn't just super used to just, I don't know, being on camera every single day or asking <laughs> yeah. people for money every single day uh, and just trying to make content that fits some niche somewhere for something. It's just like, this is overwhelming. It's too much, yeah. way too much. <laughs> and uh, yeah, not judging anybody for keeping it now and going forth and doing the thing. But I think uh, GCP Gray kind of put it well uh, as a YouTube, YouTube personality that does a lot of fun stuff about automation. And, you know, mm -hmm. the economy cannot be based on creators mm -hmm. there can only be so many and this mm -hmm. this massive just race to the bottom in my opinion is just going to disappoint a lot of people yeah because there can only be so many folks reeking in and reaping the rewards of just popular content that's how it's always worked well, I, that's that's the big the, i mean the big thing too is like obviously more in the you know more in the journalism world uh, more print than even photo Mm. is that there's like the Substack subscribe, you know, like Substack has been the big thing that like one of those things, it's like, it's not going to save journalism, but at least like people who like get laid off or, or they have different choice, like at least they have different choices, but it's just like, there's like 10 people that make 500 grand a year on it. And then 
the drop off is like at, at just right off the side of a cliff and then yeah. people like you know so, most some people make a living you know <clears throat> some people have like okay this is what i do for a living this is my salary and that's it mm-hmm. um but you know there's also the with substack is that they a lot of people uh were paid like just a flat fee or earlier or at least uh, i don't not quite sure how like the money's paid out but like they're like okay you can't do any content anywhere else you only do it on Substack, but we'll give you one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to do it for a year. Oh, um, wow. and, so or like, five, the, like Glenn Greenwald got like five hundred k to to leave, but he was making that like before he left, before he quit his job at the Intercept. Um, and so like they paid him, and then any new subscriptions they get a percentage, they get like a high percentage of. I don't, I'm making up numbers, but basically it's like they get three quarters, and you get a quarter of, and then after that, we're going to see in a year. I think we're going to see like Substack go. Oh, like the, everybody that's on Substack is going to just see, like, you're going to see a huge number, huge amount of people that with big names probably leave afterwards. Um, mm-hmm. Because I don't know how many, like, I have a Patreon. I got 220 bucks a, mo- a month on it. <laughs> and half of those people are family members. So, yeah, like, it, you know, it's just the subscriber economy for the type of like real journalism or anything like that is so minimal. Um, unless you're the New York Times or something like that, and you're creating an incredible sum of content, um, and you know, even the even New York Times is starting to do like way more clickbait type stuff uh, than they used to because traffic is you know now king. But um, it'll be interesting with Instagram. Um, with it, with this type, this, so this type of thing definitely wouldn't because uh, I think you probably definitely had. A, I only have like a thousand people follow me on Instagram. Uh, what was your number? Like you, you had, you had much bigger numbers, was that right? Like 40, 41,000. Yeah. Um, yeah. I started posting all my pictures in the giant grid and I lost about 5,000 followers over a month. And I was like, man, whew, everyone's real salty about wow. this one. Um, uh, maybe I'm what, what, why did, did you quit Instagram? Is that what you said? I did. Yeah. I deleted the whole thing. It's all gone. So all of that. Yeah. This is actually the first time I'm like telling anyone wow. about it. So there you go. Oh my goodness. Scoop. <laughs> it's, it's gone. God, it's how gone. many scoops we got? Man. <laughs> What was the two scoops of whole raisins? Oh my god, <laughs> I don't deserve that. I'm sorry, I was kind of trying to manage all the technical stuff. Yeah. Why did you leave Instagram again? I was telling Zach, you're just it was overwhelming, overwhelming, okay, not conducive, I think, to yeah, who I am as a creative, yeah, for the most part. It just felt like, like most folks, yeah. um, could probably say the same exact thing, just like this rapid monetization happened at first i was like cool idea then i realized like oh man that's like to actually make money or to actually keep up with whatever instagram's algorithms are doing um it's just just, this is just a show it's a mess it's a mess it was a mess for me and i just had to leave i had to get off so i got off of facebook too got off instagram wow until the federal government breaks them all up again (laughs) <laughs> I will remain off of Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Um, Are you on anything? Reddit. In Reddit. the shadows. In the shadows. You lurk, you lurk on Reddit? I lurk on Reddit. I post some content. So like, you know, like, like most of my previously existing stuff is all military. So like, I'll hop yeah. on a military sub and just post a photo or so often be like, here's a picture of some people doing some things. Okay. Wow. There you go, internet. Not even a Flickr page, huh? No, 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 wow. no, not even a Flickr page. I still have my website, which we have up here. Yeah, that's it. That's the only source. Yeah, we'll show off your reel in a minute yeah. or towards the end of the show. Yeah, whatever. Um, what what about uh, TikTok? Are you doing TikTok? Are you no, on TikTok? I tried TikTok for like five minutes. No, I, 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 no. 
I did the TikTok thing for a little while. And again, it's, it's just, what's funny is it, bringing it back to the imaging side of the, of the house, right. I am full blown all in hundred percent vertical cinema, just okay. nine by 16, eight by 10 all day. Let's uh -huh. go. Just making content like that. Like I just want to take everybody's high definition televisions and, put them on their <laughs> and show them what we can do with vertical cinema. Samsung made one TV that could do that. Yeah. Oh, and then it's, it's gonna, it's, you're going to start seeing it, but, um, but the thing is everyone's used to looking at content like this. So yeah, I'd begun over the summer making content to just like fill the phone screen and do the thing. And TikTok is, was the first real platform to just go all in on vertical video just yeah. completely. And we'd all yeah. been kind of tied. It's, I've been, railing against vertical photography for a long no. time mostly because i spent most of my time in the military looking at other folks photographs verticals that ought not to be verticals and i'm like this isn't how it works guys yeah <laughs> um but i've had a change of heart and verticals like pretty much all i shoot now wow. stills or otherwise just it's a vertical orientation and it looks really nice on phone screens yeah maybe that much um it, it kind of serves as like a it's like a window especially with video it's like a window when you're looking at it's been like a big phone screen and you watch this stuff, it's like, oh, you can just like jump right in. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'll be experimenting with a lot of that stuff in college. Yeah. In the safe spaces that exist there. The institutions of academia and art history. There it's going to go. be a good time. Nice. That's awesome. When, when do you start that again? You start that? Well, I got to get accepted first. Okay. But uh, <laughs> hopefully here, uh, the spring semester. So spring. in the middle, towards the end of January, be heading that way and nice. ensconcing myself in the art world. It'll be fun. Yeah. Is that like a, I mean, is it a difficult institution to get into? Is it like, is there a lot of competition for this, for the opportunity or? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. My wife um, brought it up. I was looking at various schools and, you know, she lives and works. We live and work in DC. Well, she works. I don't work right now. Um, but she had mentioned Micah. It was the other school, it would have been Syracuse or Columbia possibly yeah. um but you know we don't want to go to new york right now we just no. kind of want to stay where we're at right um they kind of seem like the best bet so it's a great school from what i'm told their website's amazing yeah it's like you ever yeah. just have zach this is a question for both y'all you. You ever just like go to someone's website and are just are we past the point of being impressed by websites anymore because like i went on their website and it was just beautifully designed everything was super fluid i just had a great time and i was like wow this convinced me to apply to this school because it's amazing. Like there they just go. have everything going on. I'm like, man, they're web developers. Just real good, when you get to the school, because you will go there and you will go to school there, you can go and, you know, find the web. I'm going to find the web and be like, you did name. a good job. Right. <laughs> you brought me here. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm impressed. Fault. I'm impressed by anyone who, you know, makes a good website. You know, I mean, my website's in disarray. I'd have to go back to djmphoto.com and, and get it fixed up. Mm. Um, but uh, the folks who put time and attention and care into a good website, I, I totally appreciate that. I think we've, you know, especially nowadays, so many folks are like, oh, I'll just make a Facebook page, you know, to yeah. advertise my wares and stuff like that. Yeah. The person who you know, actually takes the effort to make a good, nice website that is also extensible to mobile and ipad and different formats and, and actually takes the care to do that i'm really impressed by that and that's a good segue and today's sponsor is squarespace no, oh my gosh <laughs> i wish I, yeah we never had a sponsor we almost had a sponsor one time right zach yeah who is going to be that sponsor can you say i don't 
I'm trying to remember. I don't remember who. Uh, we, we had talked about one time there was a, a lawyer that Zach was working oh, with. Oh, oh, yeah. And there was yeah, that. No, where there was yeah, very early yeah. discussions about the potential of them advertising yeah, on the yeah, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once he gets his law license back, uh, we'll uh, we'll talk to him again. Um, he's still my lawyer, so whatever. Yeah. But um, every I, anybody who has ever sued anybody uh, for copyright infringement knows exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the judges don't like him. Uh, oh, wow. So, uh, but yeah, and yeah, but uh, he's I still think the around. closest yeah. person, closest company we've ever had that would be not a sponsor, but you know, closest to a sponsor would be um, what's the gear company that makes a lot of gear company you know, backpacks we all use. That's uh, very popular. Uh, mind, uh, well, mind shift, right? Mind, that's mind shift. Think, think tank. Think tank. Think tank. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were. They were very. They were very supportive of the show, yeah. um, in terms of providing us, you know, contest giveaways and oh, stuff like cool. that. Review so, gear and the stuff like that, which I yeah, still one of them somewhere. <laughs> you never get an actual sponsor. As much as I try to get NPPA to get on board and see if they want to sponsor the show or fold, you know, bring us into their NPPA fold, they were like, nah, nah. Yeah. so sorry guys that's yeah. okay yeah <laughs> but uh you know in, in terms of things happening over the last year i do want to say i i shifted to the r5 the canon r5 that was, that was my big shift i have ha i'm happy to say that i've completed my my trifecta gear kit so i recently Ooh. got the 14 to 35 millimeter f4 mm -hmm. so i now have my my wide my medium and my close i got my flash i got my battery grip you know, I got everything I need for my R5 to do anything I want. So definitely going to be doing my a lot more work out there and putting myself out there and trying to get some gigs and other things. So now I've got the full set. Uh, have any of you guys messed with any new gear and upgrade your gear in the last year or so? Zach, you interested in getting that Z9? Um, ugh, I, I hate to, I guess uh, we can, uh, for as a diehard Nikon person, <laughs> um, I, I'm actually, uh, I finally... Unless Nikon does something in the next like two months, uh, I am going to Sony. Um, oh my goodness! No, yeah, no. yeah, no. I, End of an era. I have two. Uh, like, I mean, this is my Z6. Uh, I have two Z6s now. That's the uh, small rig cage on it, which I absolutely love. Uh -huh. um, I like having something on. It I feel like I can, you know, kill a man with. Um, but <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, hey, when you're out there in those protests, you got something to defend got, yourself, right? I, I mean, well, the big thing too is, is like if you drop it, it's it's really because I'm dropsy, but um but yeah no i'm uh i'm actually probably selling this pretty soon uh with the actually which by the way i'm surprised chikina has a 16 to 28 millimeter uh 2.8 uh full frame it is fantastic uh it's got a um a bit of a bulbous uh glass on it or end on it so filter wise like you're looking at something else probably but for, um yeah but it's like cool, it's though. it's I got it. Um, actually, I, considering I'm reselling it, I don't want to say how much I got it for. But um, <laughs> but you can get it like new for like 450 bucks or something ridiculous. Uh, um, compared to because I my my 16 to 28 Nikon uh, or I'm sorry 17 to 35 uh, 28 Nikon. Uh, finally, I broke a piece on it in the back somehow, and it won't connect to the mirrorless cameras. Oh, no. uh so i basically just sent it to a friend of mine who shoots uh nikon <laughs> and i was just like have fun with it because it was way too damaged to do to actually sell for anything because i just felt like a moral responsibility to be like i've dropped it about seven times it's been through a hurricane um pepper spray every everything you can think of under the sun has gotten on it um yeah no probably just best to not get 150 dollars for 
headlines, but like, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, just to be like, ah, somebody's going to yell at me later on. But, but no, I, I almost everything I'm doing now is video work. Um, yeah. and, uh, which is good and bad. It's the way of the um, world. I miss stills, you know, I miss just not having that responsibility. Uh, yeah. weirdly I'm shooting weddings now. So wow. I'm doing second shooting weddings, uh, which I, I love second shoot. I never want to do primary. Yeah. Um, unless I'm, even if actually, especially if I'm paid really, really well, because the responsibility and the terror of it, I'm, I'm happy to, <laughs> the I'm expectations happy to, will be high, very oh high. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. No, my, my sister's getting married and like, she, they obviously ran through all the wedding photographer, potential wedding photographers through me and like, here's the portfolios. And the one they went with is, is fantastic. And, but my mom was just like, she's charging, this is New York city. Um, she's charging $10,000. What? Mm. Like how, A, why aren't you doing this? <laughs> like, why are you always broke? <laughs> this is what you mm-hmm. can charge people. Uh, right. like, and yeah. also, but also, no, I mean, her work's incredible. And I'm just like, I just told her, I was just like, it's, this is how much it costs. Like you could pay more. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's low end, honestly, for New York city. I mean, yeah. Yeah. A photographer, or yeah, just no, a photographer, but, like photographer, videographer. I'm probably actually like my wedding gift to them is probably going to, I'm going to be shooting second shooter and some video. Wow, um, nice. So, um, <laughs> so she should know that her, her, uh, especially with video stuff, like she should know that her wedding gift is probably one of the most expensive wedding gifts at the party. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <That's> <laughs> so since you've moved over to Sony, then you're, you're into well, the Sony, a, a alpha seven, four, the seven, the Mark that's four, I, what that's I the think latest that, greatest, right? Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, obviously it'll be what my entry costs to Sony yeah. I can afford, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, I, one of the things like the FX, um, FX three, um, I'm really, I'm actually just double checking that that's what it is. Uh, right. Yeah. Uh, this, uh, Sony full frame, uh, FX three, it's a cinema camera, uh, has 4k resolution, everything like that, but it's also, it's built like a tank. It's built like a, uh, I'd say like a, I'm trying to remember what medium format camera I'm thinking of, like a Mamiya, like not into the depth, but the, the hand one ones. Am I thinking of the wrong ones? Um, so it's a little bit bigger than a, a like the normal... RZ67, like a, not like the smaller form factor kind of the, uh, well, the FX3 is a, is a basically DSLR size, but it's like a little bit bigger. Um, it mm. doesn't have like a grip or anything like that on it. But the cool thing about the FX3, never mind being basically a D, in a DSLR format, which I'm so used to. That's how I shoot run and gun and, you know, this sort of thing. It actually has like a cage built on it. Like it has the screws, like it has like this sort of thing. Obviously yeah, yeah. people listening, it has like the, uh, all the different mounts. It has all that built on it. So you literally can just put things on it and you're, you're set. Um, and like uh, a friend of mine, uh, um, uh, her name on, uh, uh, on Twitter is uh, um, Scootercaster. Uh, she does like breaking news stuff. And she literally files video from her phone through the camera. And then like, she just, she's always getting, you know, breaking news stuff. She's like, constantly getting, she said her stuff is being bought right away because they're like, holy shit, hey, hey, this is gorgeous. And, you know, it's a full frame video camera that has ISO through the roof and uh see in the so dark can, looks gorgeous. yeah exactly yeah. so it's uh it's one of the best things you can and also it just takes sony mount lenses so probably i'll shoot one of those and then get kind of whatever a7 whatever that i can afford <laughs> uh after that um because that because like i said i'm mostly shooting video now and with the unfortunate thing is like finally get this 4k video cameras they're gorgeous like a nikon's video is absolutely amazing i love it 
Um, but then, like you were saying, like, then I have to consider everything is just in this phone format. Like it's this, <laughs> and you're like, okay, everything has to be centered. I can't be creative with using the full frame um, unless I want to do like edits back and forth and things like that. And it's just like, uh, but that's how everything on Twitter, I mean, that's like, even on Twitter, that sort of thing is where I get, you know, I'll post video or something like that and it gets, you know, 30,000 views nothing on YouTube. I get like 500 views on YouTube, nothing whatsoever, barely anything on Facebook, but I, I mean, I have a larger Twitter account than anywhere else, but, um, that's, and you're certified blue check mark on Twitter. Oh, so. and I'm, and, and, you He's know, verified, baby. Yeah, verified. I, I'm also, twi I'm also Twitter blue, um, which oh. they just came out with a paid, um, a pay, they, I pay Twitter. Oh. <laughs> that's the difference, uh, $4 wow. a month or something like that. But you get all these, you get like reviews and stuff like that. But the biggest thing is they're allowing me, they allow on Twitter Blue, it's 10 minute, 10 minute long video clips. Okay. Um, oh, so that's nice. since that, I have, you know, 14, 13, 14,000 followers and, and the Greg Palace, the guy I do video work for mostly has like 70,000 or whatever. And so that's where all of our views go for when we do like news pieces. And I become like an expert at two minute, 20 second video news pieces. And uh, now I'm just going to have to go back to the five or 10 minute long pieces I used to do for, you know, BBC and stuff. But yeah. my, the view, the viewership is, I mean, like we get a hundred, 200,000 views on, on, on our news stories. And I mean, like the last story I did on, uh, on a January 6th thing, it got, I think it's upwards of 600,000 views now, which is way more. I mean, that's, if I was on anything other than Rachel Maddow, I wouldn't get that many views. Yeah. You know, so it's a, uh, it's, it's wild to think that like now, now I would just wish I could figure out a way that people would actually give me money to do it on, tw on Twitter. <laughs> so I don't have to try to get an assignment or whatever. And I can just be like, Nope, I just post on there. I'm fine with it. Works great for yeah. me. So, yeah. Well, you know, before we get too far into the show, one, one of the things that I wanted to do differently with this era, I guess, of around the lens was to really focus on the visual, right? And so if you're listening to the show, because this will probably still be an audio podcast, that's great. You can enjoy it just as much as anything else we do. Uh, but I really want to push you towards looking at our YouTube channel and watching the show as a video podcast more so because, you know, it's not just going to be talking heads like it normally is. You know, I want to show off what we're all doing, right? We also have an overlord. So. That's right, yeah. Hey. Come on, let's go. So before we get too far, let's go ahead and show off this video um, that you graciously sent to me. Uh, and I want to show it off so people can see it. This is your 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 reel, right? You yeah, this, is, this is the last piece of video content I made. This is on July 27th. And uh, it kind of spurred a, had a little bit of a, all kinds of stuff happened this summer. A lot of things I can't explain, a lot of things I can't, <laughs> and this is kind of the start of that. Sorry you won't be able to hear it, Zach, because the audio is real fun. Um, oh, it's okay, because actually what I'd like us to do is, as we're watching this, let's mm -hmm. commentate and ask questions, and so, Zach, if you have questions that you want to ask mm -hmm. um, or, you know, mention or comment about, you know, this stuff, uh, by all means, you've got the author here. You know, I've seen some of these clips before, especially some of you were uh, drone footage. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's it's wonderful. It's very um, atmospheric and well done. So let me still in that full screen. So that'll show up on the. Yeah, it's right there. 
I want I want Zach to be able to see it though. Hmm. Let me. Yeah, there we go. Okay, so uh, Zach, you can see. Um. So we got. What's talk us through what we're seeing right now? Well, this is a story about me and my experiences. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like your career in a nutshell, right? Y yes. Yes. It, yeah. For the most part, it's it's all my history is present kind of at once here. Um, but particularly, I wanted the opportunity to tell an actual story and hide it in the confines of just like a peppy mono cinema reel. Yeah. Just kind of like draw attention to like what actually matters in this field and what we're all doing here and why we're here. Yeah. And it's to tell stories and to inform the American public of what their service members are doing overseas. What What was your sort of, uh, you have this nice beat going on here. What's this musician and, and what's this music track? What was the reason for that choice? Well, it kind of changed now. We are into a different segment here. But what was sort of like your musical, you know, I, what I liked about this was your really good sound design, right? I think you did great sound design here. So what was kind of like- The important what, question is, how am I getting footage like this? Uh, I'm assuming you're either, you're in an aircraft. You have to be in an aircraft. You're not shooting this with a drone, that's for sure. No. How'd you get that shot? It's a simulation. It's a simulation? None of that was real. Oh. None of that was real. This oh. is real. This was the real stuff. Um, I could not tell. I thought that was a real shot. Wow. Yeah, yeah, isn't that cool? Like, that's where we've come technologically. Um, digital combat simulator is yeah. a lot of it. Wow. Uh, and using that, incorporating that into the work. But this is just kind of a reflection on like it was kind of weird being the only person with a camera over there and just since then everything's kind of transpired and i don't know this is just a meditation on time and the fact that you can't take away what happened is that why you cho chose to kind of like go and do the reverse type shots or you mentioned when we were talking about it because like we control time so yeah we do right we do we control time and what's cool is just yeah you kind of slap and edit everything together and you can just like our memories right like the opportunity here and what this kind of is for me is just our memories our experiences our thoughts the pictures we made the fiction we've consumed it all kind of exists on the same plane yeah like right here and right here and you reference it with no particular attention to context right and that's kind of where we're at here this is uh it's kind of a reflection on that and learning and growing and the de-radicalization in some sense from violence. There's, there's like a huge difference between like what you think of, uh, uh, especially from the military perspective, combat, uh, combat coverage. Um, now that you're using drones and you're using, being able to use like cinema cameras on the, in the middle of a battle zone, in the middle of whatever, whatever's going on and Everything here looks like, I mean, like a lot of, especially your, like your sand shots and that sort of thing. It looks like a, I'm trying to remember which Star Wars it is. It has, um, it has definitely a look. The one with the salt, um, God, uh, trying to remember which Star Wars. Um, last Jedi. Yeah, last, the last Jedi? Jedi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it has that planet. vibe to it, like with the, with the fighters. And, and I know that you're a fan of that world, right? <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. So I mean, but it, no, so but it's in, but it's interesting to, you know, you look at a lot of uh, you know, look at Restrepo and you look at all the a lot of these other uh like films that are thing or even just combat footage 
that even from 10 years ago um, mm-hmm. and from the same war um, for the most part, for most part, depending on where you are. Um, and it's, it doesn't look a hell, hell of a lot different than what you might see in Vietnam. Um, but now like I'm looking, just, you know, it's like shaking handheld cameras, things like that. I mean, like everything's steady, everything looks, whether it be the drone shots, whatever, which is not something, you know, I'm sure we had drone footage, uh, 10 years ago, um, but not exactly accessible to Dinfos. Um, but, um, but, um, well, I'm still amazed uh, that you got the opportunity to shoot that drone footage you did just because of the amount of restrictions on using drones it's it still blows my mind that you're able to get that amazing footage but i in per, right place right perfect storm kind yeah. of scenario situation i was like the only person there and the army was rapidly fielding anti like 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 suas technology and devices yeah. and when we had gotten to our the position there in syria the you know they handed over the whatever technology they had to take drones out of the sky and it came with two like full-blown just dji phantom 4 pro plus suites just yeah. four batteries cards filters the whole nine yeah. extra wow. blades i asked the captain uh the intel captain i was like hey man can i just go <laughs> shoot with one of these he's like i don't care go do whatever you want uh, um but nice. the exchange was just i would go out to the edge of the compound and when they wanted to test a thing i'd take like my little 153 radio and i take the drone out there you know, send it up in the air. I have positive control of the drone. They're like, all right, we're arming the thing. <laughs> Arm. I no longer have positive control of the drone. <laughs> so we do all kind of fun stuff like that. Yeah, indeed. So you didn't have to go get like FAA approval or anything like that. They no, didn't, like, no, there's no FAA in Syria. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> there's a uh, wild west out there. Um, yeah. yeah, all kinds of crazy stuff going on. But yeah, it was. Uh, it was like it was a very, and I had that opportunity to do that for four four months. I had access to the drone and just got better at it from there. And it's, that's like the other aerial stuff. It's all kind of the same. And, and to your point, Zach, like everything is getting more cinematic, isn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, um, it's, it's so hard to define that line between um, it's like, what is, and not, not, never mind what is journalism and what, what is, is real PR and promotion and what is real, obviously, you know, like you said, um, but, and, and the fact that you can just kind of like, cut those lines without even a anyone noticing especially i mean you have you have two professionals in this field who didn't you know don't notice the difference on things and um that is i don't know it's interesting but also terrifying (laughs) i I think yeah yeah, that's that's a great point um yes we are reaching this weird precipice in which propaganda is journalism is documentary is cinema um, I tend to think of cinema as a language, not a place you go to see movies. Um, and it's something we've all kind of grown up with in one, one capacity or another, but, you know, um, it's amazing to see how easy, cause I mean, like, I, I have you ever seen the movie wag the dog? I mm-hmm. haven't. No. Yeah. Okay. You, first off, you got to see it. Um, but it's basically the idea of them making the, uh, uh, a president gets into a scandal and he makes up a war. Um, and they're doing cinema things. They hire a Hollywood director, special, um, effects. Mm-hmm. Uh, special effects. They do everything and sell it like crazy. And obviously at the time, because that was what, um, 91, 92, 93, no, 94, I think the mid nineties. I think it was, um, yeah, I thought it was late nineties. I don't remember. Yeah. 
uh, it was right around, it was Clinton administration. That's all I remember. So the technology wasn't really there to sell the war as easy and quickly as like do exactly what they did. But now it'd be a breeze. Um, it'd be a complete and utter breeze between stock footage, um, you know, pull stuff from Dinfos, pull stuff from uh, gaming platforms. I mean, you know, it 97. happens like 97. Yeah. I mean, it happens all the time is that, you know, oh God, I'm trying to remember what, um, whether it was, it might've been actually been the Syrian conflict that um, uh, Assad's disinformation people were selling a uh, video clips from a game uh, as, as proof of something happening. I'm trying to remember yeah. which one it is. I, I, that, that's, that's, that's on the periphery yeah. of my remembering too. Um, yeah. It, it, yeah, just, you know, let's take a, let's take a Phantom Flex, you know, 4K Phantom Flex, shoot 10,000 frames a second. Let's take that into a combat zone. Let's see, let's see what we get with that. Yeah. And then really cool like, footage. It, it would be unreal, uh, yeah. right? You know, imagine seeing something like that and, you know, we're, we're, we're on our way. Yeah. Um, we're on our way to stuff like that. Uh, it's just volunteer folks to do it. That's something that's been on my mind is just slowing everything down to every painful little detail that transpires mm. in front of that lens. Yeah, um, I think to do something like that, especially like on, on like a super slow motion camera, you know, whether it be natural disaster, you know, conflict, war, whatever. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, just slow down that time to a snail scroll just to really see mm. kind of like, ooh, just to, to bring people into the experience a little more than they might otherwise be comfortable with or willing to do. Yeah, I think that's kind of necessary. That's a necessary step. A lot of people, a lot of folks ought to take um because i don't know the information environment now is just it's just a hurricane it's just chaos yeah absolutely but i want to take a, a moment to uh showcase some of your work zach that you had most graciously sent our way this is your for the love of guns god and donald trump so let me put this up on the big screen here i have to take your visage off actually i can probably put you both put you side by side here on the big screen we can make this work. Just shrink you down a little bit. Shrinky dink. What are we drinking, Zach? Uh, Powers. Irish whiskey. Oh, very well. Beautiful. <laughs> Here we go. Okay, Zach, talk us through what is for the love of guns, God, and Donald Trump. Uh, so this is the Rod of Iron uh, Festival. Uh, it happens, uh, it's happened two years, um, but it's, it, it's now, an, it's an annual thing. It's put on by, um, uh, I always pronounce it wrong, Kahar Arms. They, they do the Desert Eagle. Um, they, they create, uh, I think they have AR-15 platforms and, and different things as well. Um, but they are a, uh, it's, it's also put on by the, if, if uh, older folks probably more familiar with the Moonies, um, it's a religious cult group, whatever you want to call it. Uh, this is a splinter uh, um, section from that. One of the sons who was anointed as the next, the next Reverend Mooney, um, he's just a pastor in Northern Pennsylvania. It's uh, about 40 minutes east of Scranton, uh, Pennsylvania. And uh, basically, it's a celebration of uh, the Second Amendment and guns, and um, and it has a lot of weird the crossover between uh, like far right Christian religion 
um, and kind of Christian. I mean, it's like a different, mm, um, but if, again, look up the Moonies and you'll see what I'm talking about. Right. Um, but uh, everything from, if you can see, like you scroll back up, uh, one of the daughters of the Moonie, uh, of the Moons uh, makes chocolates uh, in oh, yeah, the shape yeah, yeah. of guns. So do I have, oh, I, don't, I think I brought that with me, but they have like, you know, paraphernalia that you can buy like this. Um, I'm holding up. It's a thermos shaped like a bullet. Um, so yes, beautiful. it's shaped like a bullet. It doesn't look like something else. Um, <laughs> Rod of Iron Kingdom. Um, but, uh, you know, you can see in one of the photos, the uh, Reverend, uh, not Reverend, I'm sorry, Pastor Moon, uh, who has a small church um, about 20 minutes away from uh, Scranton. Uh, he uh, wears a crown of, uh, uh, of bullets. <laughs> um, he has a gold-plated um uh ar-15 this is that photo on this page i'm, I'm scrolling by. uh it should be somewhere in there yeah maybe, maybe towards the bottom um and uh oh maybe not should be somewhere in there uh but basically right-wing dignitaries you know that is uh sheriff mack uh in front of the three percenter sign that's uh that's uh uh, uh pastor moon oh there's the crown uh, and that's Pastor Moon holding a, a, a gold, it should be an AR. And uh, that is uh, Justin Moon, uh, the uh, CEO of uh, Kahar Arms. Um, and uh, they do very well uh, within the gun industry. And basically, as far as I can tell, it funds it. Not only, the, I, I know for a fact, it funds this, uh, this little uh, uh, thing that has, yeah, um, soiree. I was trying to come up with a fancier word. Um, I think and, that's about as fancy as it gets. Swimming. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so you know, you have you have uh, a big mix of the you know military, uh, like the three percenter crowd, like kind of militia crowd uh, that are just all around P Pennsylvania. And uh, like they have a big veteran, like the day the first day they have a big veteran uh, thing where they they give away motorcycles to uh, wounded vets who've like lost a limb or something, um, and they raise money, uh, which I'm never quite sure how respect how that group is that necessarily connected because they seem to um, they seem to do good work and they happen to be far right, but it's not like in their, you know, thing that they do. It's just like, oh, this is, we, it's a motorcycle group. Everybody, a lot of, a lot, it's the, uh, uh, you know, leather vest crowd um, is quite strong there. That's what I say. The, the biker vest of people, you know, who don't always motorcycle, but they got pat, lots of patches. Um, and uh, you have a uh, right-wing, uh, you know, people, speaking like this guy holding up the shirt about toxic masculinity at the bottom of the page there. Um, he oh, is uh, running space, for Congress. Oh yeah. The safe space. It's <laughs> funny because they, I took a photo of it the day before and they didn't have the sign up that said safe space. And I was like, what is this? It's just like a kid's zone where you like come yeah, by, drop your kid kids, off. Daycare. And then they drop it off and I'm like, Oh, haha, it's a safe zone. Oh, I get it. Yeah. It's all really weird. Um, <laughs> yeah it's it's really weird and this it's was a really super, small year yeah. um but you know i mean it's they were i used to say they were very welcoming my uncle uh who passed away last year but um he uh is the co-founder of the second amendment foundation and uh i dropped that name <laughs> like a lot so everybody knew who he was and like and so like uh everyone was very friendly um mind you if they found out you know who I was and what yeah, I do. Right. Um, I don't know how friendly they would be, um, but it it was an interesting thing. Um, this is uh, the head of the uh, con uh, Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association. Uh, it's a group of sheriffs and uh, police officers who believe because they are elected officials, they are above the Supreme Court. 
um, and that the Congress can't tell them what to do uh, because they swear on the by, uh, swear on the Constitution in oath, and thus they are above that. And this is what he sells. And he works with groups like the Oath Keepers. Um, I mean, he's friends with uh, uh, quite a few people that were the three uh, in the Capitol on January sixth. Let's just say, <laughs> yeah. But uh, and actually, several people that um, several people that uh, are in the photos there were actually at the Capitol steps um, on January sixth, and part of the you know whatever that was. And uh, you know, it was an insurrection. I, we can call it that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. <laughs> I think I personally, I, I I think it's giving them a little too much credit, but I also don't <laughs> want to downplay it. Like that's right, the thing. Yeah. Where I'm just like, you know, um, <laughs> it's it's you know, it's it's all fun and games until you know. Uh, insurrection happens right <laughs> all fun games so <laughs> yeah. the downfall of the democratic republic yeah and so you also have like a lot of uh you know QAnon people the the you know the flag you can see the flags confederate flags this is northern pennsylvania by the way once again very far four hours away from gettysburg um <laughs> to say the least and um and you have the guy uh i believe the next guy scroll down you know everybody loves a good uh this guy had this flag made he himself had it made. Uh, Epstein did not. This flag didn't hang itself. That's you know oh Jeffrey Epstein on it. He no, has and just and just kind of your sorry to just mm -hmm. interject here. You know we're kind of going down a list of all these people, but what are they talking about? What are what are what are what is like the conversations that are happening on a casual basis as they brandish you know the Jeffrey Epstein flags and everything else so, I mean, going it, on? It, it ranges. Um, I mean, this guy was just a you know showing up and a and a fan uh, basically. And uh, I mean, he's, he was, Q, he had interests in QAnon. Uh, he believed every conspiracy you could think of. Alex Jones, who's a far-right broadcaster, um, once again, to say nice, nice thing, one of the kind of organizers of the march towards the Capitol. Um, I don't want to get sued by him, uh, so I won't say anything more. Um, but uh, uh, he, he was a big fan of him. He had stickers from InfoWars uh, on the side of his car. Mm. Um, you know, had every I talked. I talked to him briefly about all the different conspiracies that he believed in, and he just was like every single thing you can think of. From you know, Joe Biden is a um, is communist is a plant is a oh, of course no. he's communist. I mean, that's a for, that's a he's foregone like, conclusion. What Come a Manchurian on. type um, candidate or something? Yeah, like no. That. I mean, whether you know whether or not he you know is mentally disabled, and that Kamala Harris is actually. Usually, any strong woman is a man. That's usually their their biggest their number one thing is that it's a big you know, refrain like the there. Just... Yeah, yeah. Um, and they the the fun the fun part of it is if you want to say fun uh, is that they also have a um, like every good cult um, they have a art show um, and so you have things like this is um, uh, their his their grandfather the the original Reverend Moon of the Moonies escaped from North Korea. Um, and is an ardent anti-communist uh, person, uh, to say the least. Like this, we're talking about, if you know what the John Birch Society is, we're talking about that level and maybe a little bit farther, like uh -huh. pure conspiracies, communists are behind everything. They still exist. And every Democrats are communists. Everyone to the left of uh, John Boehner is a, is a communist. Uh, I, would, I would also believe that John Boehner is probably considered communist by them. Um, but... Uh, this is, they have an art show, which uh, I don't know what, how, how well this one did, but this is a statue made uh, of a uh, of small figurine made of uh, uh, Pastor Moon um, in his. Uh, <laughs> With his crown of bullets. Yes. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, that's Dana Loesch of uh, NR, NRA TV fame, who basically, the, the fun thing is that almost every speaker that came out said, you know, because 
being the only journalist, I was uh, the only journalist there briefly. Uh, Mark Peters, uh, Peterson showed up uh, on Sunday. Um, he was busy down covering something down in Florida. Um, but uh, everyone was talking about how the, uh, the media was attacking them and calling them names and things like that. So Vice came out with a story. They got called out. Uh, the Daily Beast came out with a story. Huffington Post came out a story. And Dana Loesch, you know, of course, spent basically spent the time lambasting how terrible the media was. Um, and it's always fun because as the only clear member of the media, as I wasn't, I'm not Korean. And so everybody else that was, most of the people that were filming or working for the thing was, were, were Korean. Um, and I stood out as the only <laughs> member of the media there. Uh, so I always got these like great pointed looks uh, of people uh you know several of them are most a lot of them armed uh looking at me and you know wondering is he vice is he daily beast what is he um and meanwhile i'm literally twitter dming with the vice journalists and the daily beast journalists going hey you just got a call out um but you know she you know everybody basically you know they all treat themselves as they're under attack toxic you know the guys talking about masculinity is under attack uh, guns are under attack, everything, uh, you know, you're under attack. So you better buy, go to the store that's right next door and go out and buy the Tommy gun we sell, um, which we advertise because they make Tommy guns as well. Uh, yeah. and then they have a shooting range down the, uh, down the road, which was really, really fascinating because you have all these people that have come from South Korea who where just no access to guns really. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so they're shooting firearms for the first time in their lives. And Oh my God, I feel so bad, <laughs> felt so bad for the, um, uh, what is it, uh, the range, what's the name of it? Yeah, personnel people... safety officers or coaches. Yeah, yeah, the guys that were there are just like, because they pick up the gun and literally the number of times that like pick up the rifle and they're going to take a selfie and the guy's like, boom, Flagging slams the, the gun line. down. Yeah, no. that's never, we don't like when that happens. <laughs> and I'm like so. standing way far back because what, uh, obviously I, I'm smart enough to know. Uh, but yeah, no, there, that was, that was really interesting. Literally seeing people fire their first guns for the first time ever. And like the first gun that they shoot is a, is an AR-15 or something like that. Not a handgun, not like a normal hunting rifle or something like that, but like, you know, not necessarily decked out, you know, with all the specialties AR-15, but like mm -hmm. those, that, those type of things. But yeah, it was a, it was a wild three-day experience. <laughs> yeah. Well, sounds like it. And then this last shot here, the, the yep. cover shot. Yeah. They just had like a little fireworks show. At yeah. The end of they, it. Have, they had a really big fireworks show at the end. It went on for like an hour. Wow. <laughs> um, and uh, um, like that was like, there's maybe like 30 people there to watch it because it was ended up being so late uh, yeah. because, uh, uh, but, but yeah, so that's, that's a, uh, that's a, um, an RV that actually travels at least Pennsylvania, if not more. I see it all the time down in Harrisburg at any kind of uh, right wing events. Uh, they sell Trump flags and everything like that on the, on the side. And also, you know, the classic American yeah. American flag fading into the Confederate flag sign. Um, and they also have all the conspiracy theories on the side of the truck, if you could see. But I'm very proud of that shot because it was handheld and it was a long exposure. <laughs> so, yeah, nicely done. Looks good. <coughs> but yeah. Well, so. Awesome. So you did this. This was something that you did and then you... Um, you pitched to the progressive or did yeah, they I, I, I hire pitched you to, or how did that work? Um, I pitched it to uh, the progressive magazine. I've been doing a lot of work for them covering the far right. Um, and uh, uh, I also, you know, send, send the stuff afterwards over to the wire, which is my wire service, uh, Nerf Photo, which is, you know, how 
I usually get into these things because obviously I didn't go, hey, I'm working for the progressive. Uh, let me get into this big gun show and everything like that. And so it's not, it's not necessarily trickery or anything like that, but it's just, you know, I'm shooting for uh, my wire service and, you know, that's how I get in just like any other, you know, if it was Reuters or AP or right. something like that. So yeah, well, that's cool. Yeah, that makes sense. Nice. Anything coming up down the pipe that we should know about any, any big coverage you're going to be doing late? Mm. Uh, probably uh, the next thing is, um, is going to be, um, I mean, there's always the random anti-vax rally and stuff like that, that seem to pop up continually okay. around everywhere. Yeah. So that, that uh, inherently I'm moving because now, now the full, the far right is literally on Saturday in front of City Hall in New York. There's, I don't know why I'm promoting this, um, but uh, there's going to be an anti-vax rally with a, um, with a, a Christian fascist uh, named Nick Fuentes is going to show up. And so like that, that movement has completely combined themselves. They're holding rallies because, you know, everyone, never mind. I, I'm half convinced that most of these people are vaccinated um but uh, you know but it pays you know i mean well yeah. joe rogan isn't <laughs> yeah. and either is and everyone takes uh takes uh you know medical advice from him now um for some reason including major football stars um but uh, that's what they say right before you're supposed to take medicine consult with joe rogan right that's the yeah. the tagline here on the commercials <laughs> now if you think this drug is right for you make sure you consult that. a spotify podcaster <laughs> But um, <laughs> also, uh, watching Joe Rogan is a side effect of many drugs as well. So, I agree. <laughs> it's Were you going to say something about Joe Rogan? No, I want. I watched just like one video like two weeks ago of like him talking to the Grass Tyson about um, you know UAPs, <laughs> and then YouTube was like, "Oh, so you, you like Joe Rogan?" And just everything on my feed now is Joe Rogan. I'm like, oh yeah, but that's part of the that's part of the kind of the media. The that's how it happens. Is you watch you watch uh, Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan has uh, obviously he has people like Neil Grace Tyson on, uh, but and, and Bernie Sanders. But then he'll also have people uh, like uh, Stefan Molyneux, who's a um, a European, Eastern European uh, white nationalist. Uh, he'll have on, and we'll just have a conversation. We'll have a debate, mm -hmm. and then I'll have Alex Jones on, and then your your algorithm on YouTube yeah, um, then feeds into the next yeah. thing, which is one of the biggest problems, uh, which is how people slide into it and joe rogan is the biggest gateway and yeah. uh um and, but I've, I've often called him he's probably one of the most dangerous men in america <laughs> the uh, most what of america most dangerous men in america um but i mean wouldn't that be true of anyone who has a platform and an amp uh a, a, mic a megaphone as big as he does i mean who uses it in the way that they do i mean if yeah. if um but I mean, but the different, I mean, the, one of the other things too, is if you like have somebody like Rachel Maddow, who has a, you know, huge followership or whatever, but if she yeah. says something wildly insane, um, you know, like, oh, you should go listen to Alex Jones. Yeah. I don't think her fan base is going to listen to her. Right. You know, the way that, Al the way that be like, oh, we're just asking questions and things like that. And, um, you know, there's, I, I can't, this is not the platform for it, but I could go on, but um, about, you know, this is, um, you know, I mean, he does this, he does this a lot. And, you know, that's one of the problems with, and also now he has, you know, a hundred million dollar contract with Spotify and yeah. mm -hmm. uh, you're, anytime you subscribe to Spotify, you're helping pay for that. So, you know, whatever, yeah. do what, do what you will with your money. Um, <laughs> well, you know, you can have a, I think you can have a free subscription to Spotify and yeah. listen yeah. to him. So but you're listening to ad dollars, which pays for it. But anyway, sure, of course. I pay yeah. for YouTube music. So, you know, not much better. <laughs> I mean, if we if we just tried moralizing all the things we spent our money on, we'd just all be yeah. digging holes and I, I sleeping in them. Yeah, uh, we wouldn't man. watch anything or read anything or do anything. We would just be <laughs> yeah. sitting in the dark, not using electricity. Yep. 
not absorbing anything but yeah it's, it's as we, tough as, when we you start... as we record this on zoom uh which is <laughs> uh was it is it still owned by the china <laughs> remember when zoom became so. a really big not. thing and then it was like though they're selling data to china and it was uh, like day it was like three weeks into the pandemic and everyone was using zoom because for some reason we all forgot about skype um right. or, or just genuinely hated skype which is i think maybe everyone just kind of hated skype yeah uh, i know i always <laughs> had a difficult time with skype just yeah, trying skype to figure out if i was online or yeah. not um the yeah. ui ux was not very cohesive yeah no, uh, it it's not. inception to the last time yeah. they used it which was like maybe three years ago yeah, yeah. sorry skype and then facebook bought it and it got no better i know right Oof, facebook but now yeah. meta hey let's talk about imaging in the metaverse yeah. what's that gonna look like <laughs> pixelated and shit <laughs> crappy <laughs> like it always virtual has. virtual at where i'm gonna be avatars yeah i mean like what's <laughs> what, what is so if everybody is going to disappear into the metaverse like you know mark zuckerberg <laughs> seems to want us all to do um what is yeah. the role of a visual like storyteller or a journalist or a photographer or videographer what does that look like in that kind of space well, we all at the question to both of you <laughs> we just we just spin up our our digital warfighter simulator uh game and we we just uh you know we're virtual storytellers in a virtual environment you know uh you see that too in like you know the video game for the journalists where they they pretend to be the photographer in the the war zone of like gta or something like oh, that yeah, yeah. And that's pretty neat I, that's the only thing i could think of that might be i did not watch the meta the facebook uh, metaverse oh, and, and they, uh, briefing they, so i don't know if that yeah i know it's supposed to combine all the different things on the one honestly, thing but david all he talked about was the word experiences and oh. it actually is a very much yeah. uh, it was very much a <laughs> yeah, tell yeah. versus show presentation yeah. um and the only thing it really demonstrated to me was like zuckerberg's inability to like effectively like coordinate and synchronize his like his very prepared hand motions with mm -hmm. his very prepared eye motions because he's had a lot of pr training yeah. they just are never in sync it's like a drummer like on a hi-hat and a bass drum and it's never in sync it's just like it's all there it's all there on the screen in my ears just yeah. not coming together but i mean yeah. just like not just the meta like facebook's metaverse but this whole idea of everything all at once or everything here what is that going to do to copyright laws how are copyright laws going to have to change to accommodate a platform in which you could be you know bubba fett walking into the x-men universe you know with some my little pony backpack on i mean isn't that going on now aren't there these virtual 3d simulation things where you can take an avatar you can make an avatar you know you, the obviously the what was the knuckles you know the the squished snuggle knuckles avatar was very popular for a while mm. um i mean fortnite's doing a lot of that kind of stuff now but that's official though yeah and and that's that's what i'm saying like how is copyright law going to have to change and then what does that mean for you know image makers too especially it's one of the big things about like galactic warfighters to bring it back to like image making is, right. is you know a lot of the content and the art that i produce for that photo project all falls under the guise of like disney yeah um because disney owns star wars disney owns all this other stuff so there's limitations to what you can do well i think there's limitations on what you can profit off of right mm. like i think if you tried to sell your work like commercially versus oh, yeah. you know and we know that argument right we all yeah. know how that works right how does it work in a world in which everything is possible all at once does copyright law change does it does uh -huh. it how does that how does that needle move what does that look like i don't know either you know zach it, it kind of feels like a a situation where remember when pirating like you're just you know you, 
downloading movies on the internet illegally yeah. how they, they they charge one dude like 24 years for like downloading the hulk or something like that when the mpva was really cracking down on everybody but could we end up in a situation like that again where it's just this crazy wild west where all these corporations are just suing the hell out of just regular folks or is there going to be some kind of change i think we've moved beyond the suing individuals for downloading and copyright infringement i think now it's more of the either like the YouTube model where you profit off of someone using your work, right? Yeah. And you don't get money for that. Or it's just the shutting it down, right? It's either either I'm going to make money or nobody's going to see this, you know, that product you create. So, yeah. I mean, I, I can see that extending to this metaverse idea because ultimately if Facebook is going to be the one to host it, they're going to be the one held accountable for copyright infringement on their platform. And, you know, you're going to have the same DMCA takedown notices that can exist you know, on any platform. You know, I don't think the, I don't think copyright is going to be negated on this new platform, whatever it might look at, you know, and ultimately any copyright holder can do anything with regard to DMCA. Yeah. And if there isn't that protection, then that's when new laws have to be created to ensure the protection. You know, I don't care if you're on some virtual world, if you're taking my photos and, you know, sharing them without my permission or profiting off them, I'm going to do whatever it takes legally to prevent you from doing that. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter what you do in the metaverse. It's still real people interacting with the metaverse, right? There's still oh, yeah. a real person behind whatever I mean, you're doing online. The, the, the insane thing is like, how do you catch it? I mean, that's, that's the big problem is like you have all of these things happening all the time. Um, not to quote, um, a little bit of everything. I mean, that's, yeah. folks. Um, the, the song of the, um, I was going to say our generation. Decade, I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, really. Um, but uh, is the, well, I mean, one of the big problems is that like, you know, live streams and that sort of thing, if they aren't recorded, if they're not stuck in around, sticking around, or if they're used in a different way, it's very easy to, you could have an entire show that shows nothing but copyrighted photojournalism or something like that. And my, my attorneys are never going to find it. I'm not going to find it. Um, yeah, and, sure. and so like within a metaverse where you have, if it's like, you know, whatever, however it ends up looking, whether it's like a real, ver a real huge version of Second Life, if everyone remembers that, yeah, <laughs> uh, that right. game. Um, and if it's something like that, then either you're going to have two, two different options. Either it is completely Wild West and there's no, there's no restrictions and there's no nothing. And then I don't know how, you uh, watch over that at all especially if there's like tackle something like that yeah yeah i mean if there's five million people if there's 20 million if there's whatever yeah. i mean how do you do i mean youtube is already terrible enough not a not understanding what fair use is b not understanding what's just in the background of something or whatever um you know the fact that like i'm recording a a, a you know some protest happening and somebody off in the distance plays uh, Metallica, my video gets demonetized immediately without even trying. I mean, I, I, I filmed, uh, I pulled a bunch of video clips from uh, um, the uh, March on Washington, uh, the voting rights march, um, and every single video got pulled down, or not wow. pulled down, but demonetized. Yeah. And so, I mean, like, I just put them up for record and whatever, if somebody wants, you know, it's always nice to put it up there and maybe somebody wants to, uh, you know, license it. But it's just one of those, it's like, okay, well, I could get a million views on this now and no one is making money from it other than YouTube. That's why um, the cops played uh, Taylor Swift whenever they're being yeah, filmed, yeah. right? Which is- They know it'll impact the views. It's just That's insane. A... I mean, it's, it's just, there's a special <laughs> level of evil um, for that. 
Um, yeah. Because you're consciously thinking of it and you're consciously doing it. I mean, I always would have arguments anytime protests would have um, would have like copyrighted music. I'd be like, do you realize I can't put this up on YouTube now? It's going to be pulled down. Like, I mean, that's why like I'll, I have all these interviews with uh, people at Donald Trump rallies. Um, and I just don't even I like I haven't even really bothered putting them up anywhere because uh, either they'll be pulled down or I'll have copyright strikes and that sort of thing. Because at every Donald Trump rally, they're blasting over everything that but msnbc and nbc and cnn will have no problem they can do it so i mean what what i think you i mean what you'll probably end up having is is just uh what's the what's the gaming uh the where they do microtransactions what's the gaming EMA, not ema um um dlc no the gaming company that is famous for like microtransactioning oh, everything epic. in their games is it epic now okay there's well, I, I another it, one yeah, it's, i mean epic it was with we're talking about like Fortnite, and and yeah. that's kind of yeah. that's that's part of the other metaverse question is is just having all that in there. But um, I don't know really where it stands as far as imaging is concerned. I just think it's it's something to consider and talk about as we move forward. Yeah. Um, and just how imagery just loses its meaning altogether, and that's the other concern I have particularly. Is like, does a still image do anything really anymore does video <laughs> even really do anything for anybody anymore does anything do anything for anybody anymore um what is the, i mean the big question i mean like you know there has been for every george floyd video there is 500 other videos that i i see because obviously all that filters into my timeline and everything like that yeah and i see all those videos and none of those go viral none of those things they're just a lot of them are just as bad um, I just watched a I just watched a a, a two minute video of um, of a uh, of a cop beating the living crap out of a homeless guy just for being there. Um, yeah. That has no views. That was just like nothing. Um, there's 20 people filming it, and it has to be like this specific timing of everything going right. Everything like George the George Floyd video was just at that right moment. Everybody was sitting at home. Everybody was watching you know their phones. Everything like that. It was. <laughs> I think that if that video came out in November or it came out in December of, of, tw of 2019, no one would have, it would no have been a big have, thing. It, but I mean, like point. I covered a big protest. I covered a big protest. We have a video of almost a lot of very similar things happening in Rochester. Um, mm -hmm. And there was like three, there's like five days of decent sized protests um, and it just faded away. I mean, not in Rochester. It's because it's still, a, it's still a thing even a year later. Um, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, you know, he, uh, Daniel Prude doesn't have, um, you know, memorials uh, up everywhere. People aren't, his face isn't on t-shirts and things like that. And, right. and, um, and that's because of, that's because of the weird way that viral content works um, on anything, you know, I mean, it could be the weird new dance move or it could be, oh yeah, you know, police shooting, whatever, you know. Whatever it may be, yeah. I, I don't think. It's or it could be both. Mean, waiting for it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Waiting, yeah. For, waiting for the K-pop police shooting crossover, and uh, it'll have ten trillion views on YouTube. There's your metaverse <laughs> reference right there. We already have one. It's here right yeah. now. It's Indeed. Just Indeed. We are the metaverse. All right. Well, you know, guys, it's been awesome <laughs> chit-chatting with you about all these cool topics and a great, honestly, showing off your great work. Uh, thank you for bringing it, and it's been you know wonderful to kind of spend time with you all. And you know, I've missed this kind of interaction that we used to have on the regular so uh be on the lookout for more episodes of around the lens in the future in the meantime though where can people find more about your work we'll start with you zach where can people 
kick are you still doing vsu.news uh yep uh visu uh dot news um starting up a, a new podcast focusing on disinformation and kind of the far right and um focus specifically on that at least and uh and also uh zd roberts on twitter uh where uh i not only have that blue check mark but i'm also twitter blue i'm Ooh, twitter i'm now blue. paying to be there <laughs> you're gonna pay for instagram uh no um, uh, <laughs> where can people find your work um <laughs> On my website, just at callahanvisual.com. That's yeah. much it. That's it these days. That's probably where it'll be for a long time. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Go there, see the real, listen to the music. It all <laughs> it all very well put together. Why is it called IN448? Oh, I'm glad you asked. That's my Viren. Oh, okay. Good, good. So here's a fun little last thing. One last thing. Yeah, please. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's no other, other than your EDIPI, which is just a string of numbers that doesn't mean anything. I mean, there's there's nothing more individualizing than a Viren, honestly, right. in, in the service branches. Like it's, of all the different military occupational specialties mm -hmm. I've come across, I've experienced, I've been with, um, you know, whether you're a culinary specialist, an admin clerk, an infantry, uh, bubba, whatever, kicking down doors, the Viren stands, it's just like this singular identifier and it is wholly unique to you in the entire Department of Defense pretty fun so like cool. your social security number or something or to explain it's to non-military it used to be uh, your it social is, security it is a series number. of letters and numbers that mm -hmm. are used to that are assigned to the imagery that create and then process for ascension up to dimoc or divids or wherever you're going where the dod publishes its imagery oh that's um, cool so yeah everybody who held a camera in the department of defense has a virin and yeah yeah that's my story. what other job can you have in the military or any really any profession where your imagery what you shoot is going to be archived in the library of congress you know that's i think the coolest thing is that all the imagery you shot i shot any anyone who you know like i said picks up a camera as a vision id it's all being archived and you know it's going to be there and you know and owned by the government and available to everyone to use so i think that's pretty neat it'll live on beyond us it will in the Tens of thousands of cake photos will live beyond us as well. <laughs> Let there be cake. Let there be cake. All right, guys. Well, that's been Around the Lens, episode 251, our hopefully uh, return to form. As you, as you probably have, hopefully I've edited this thing down to something that's uh, better and more cohesive than what you saw. Uh, and, you know, we, we worked through all the technical difficulties and it's a work in progress. All right. This new format is a work in progress and what you see here is not the final representation of it uh but you know really eager to get you know matt back in here maybe maybe again for another show and maybe zach in here in the studio for another for a show in person you know that'd be back great down thing. here in, in 